Welcome to Boating Insights. This is a podcast about achieving your boating dreams, brought to you by Above and Beyond Boating. We deliver the leading courses to skipper your own boat. Oh, hello and welcome back to Boating Insights. My name is Neil Driscoll and today I'm going to be talking to you about a prospective opportunity where we are turning a problem into an opportunity. So what we're looking at for this episode is the opportunities that can arise from the unpredictable nature of boating. So hopefully if you're listening to this, your overall approach to safety and seamanship is that you are taking time to do some planning for your trips and to look at some contingencies. And I have some ideas for when things don't quite go to plan and how you might flip the perspective of this from being a negative to a positive. So for example, let's go for a fairly easy one. If you have a maintenance issue on board, can you turn this into an opportunity? To not just learn about your boat and the systems involved, but also to understand the tools and spares you're carrying and how you might be able to make improvements going forward. So, for example, if there was a spare that could be used for multiple jobs, could you either maybe label what that's for or even if you had a digital record of what you're carrying, yeah, is there a way that you could just make this easier for an inventory so that if you have used something that you know what you used and you know how to reorder it and you know how many you've got left, it kind of depends on how complex your boat is to how involved this needs to be. All I'm really trying to do is highlight, is there an opportunity with what you carry to do a better job of storing it and labeling it to make it easier for you to replenish it, know what you've got and use it when you want to. Now, the other part of that is, of course, the quantities that you carry. So, yeah, it's quite easy to end up with three of something and, and realise that they were actually like the impellers for an engine that you don't even have on board anymore or something like that. It's quite, yeah, really easy mistakes to make. So just if you ever are having a maintenance issue, as a minimum just for that specific system, because it's a bit of a big job usually going through the whole boat, but at least for that system. Can we look at like, what are we carrying? Why are we carrying it? Where are we keeping it? Was this a, a suitable number? Often the minimum quantities recommended for any kind of safety checklist are very minimal when you start looking at them. Yeah, it's not a maintenance one, but yeah, it's an example. We had a trip years ago now where um, a, a, a relatively minor issue with the oven resulted in three different people having quite significant burns and we were three days out at sea and if only one of them had had burns we would have had plenty of uh, what we needed in the first aid kit but trying to actually look after the three of them for the three days um, I ran out and ever since it really changed my perspective on the amounts that I carry and the minimums and it's hard because a lot of stuff expires but I suppose the point being just with everything you're carrying it's trying to think like okay well what happens if I need this and obviously you can't just carry a thousand of everything because literally you'd run out of money and the boat would sink but when you just start dealing with any issue that comes up on board however minor there's nearly always a an opportunity for you to learn and do a slightly better job uh, of, of something that you, you might not have thought about. And maybe not, maybe you're already nailing it. And in that case, obviously, well done. Um, now, going from here, the other part of this is if you are carrying uh, spares and 
tools and things, which I'm sure you've got something. And then are you actually in a position to use them? And if you're not, do you know what would be involved in someone else using it? Like, do you need an electrician? Do you need to lift the boat out? Do you need a, a, a mechanic? Do you, do, are you under warranty and you need a person that's licensed by that engine or wh- whatever it might be? So just making sure that you're also paying a bit of attention to that stuff as, as, as part of it. And it's surprisingly involved the kind of tools and spares side of things. Now, I'm just going to you know, give you a, a, a quick story with this is particularly when I've had boats that I've been managing where we're doing, you know, major trips where we're kind of doing long distance cruising or even ocean voyaging on them. I've often carried a whole range of things so that if, for example, I needed to lift the boat and I hadn't planned to, I mean, yeah, I'd like to think my nav and seamanship is pretty good, but for example, if you had for any reason an unplanned grounding and you wanted to, well, not that you'd have a planned grounding, sorry, so just if you had a, if you, <laughs> if you had a grounding and you then decided that you, as part of that, hopefully you were doing the right thing and you are getting the boat lifted so you can have it inspected properly and make sure everything was as it should be. I've always tried to make sure that I've had the boats set up so that if we lift, any of the things that you would normally do just as part of your routine scheduled maintenance for lifting the boat out, like maybe the prop anodes or uh, just general sacrificial anodes, that I've got those things set up on the boat so that even if we're just doing a, a quick lift, if I look at them and I think that that's it's a sensible time to change them, that while we've got the boat up and it's easy, that we can just do these things straight away. So that that's the kind of thing that just wanted to highlight for you is that would be a classic example where it's like, oh, how annoying. I've only two months or six months since I've splashed and I don't really want to be lifting, but I need to. And well, I may as well at least get the other things done now so I can not have to do that for a while. So it's just trying to turn it into an opportunity. Now, this might carry forward to potentially investing in yourself. So it's a course like the Online Skipper to learn about preparing for trips and spares. We've got whole sections looking at this stuff as part of the course. Uh, Or investing in your time to work alongside a professional carrying out work on your boat to learn more about your boat. Or potentially in a perfect world, if you've got both uh, the resources and of the time and the money, you, you might be able to work alongside someone and do a, something like the online skipper course and be learning about your boat systems, tools, spares, etc. Now, the next one is the flip perspective on passage planning. It's one of my favorites here. So changes due to the conditions can be an opportunity to explore a new destination or to try a new activity with the boat that you haven't used it for before. So you know, if you always sail, could you go fishing? If you always go fishing, could you brush up on a bit of your nav or just go exploring or go for lunch somewhere like whole range but just if you only a lot of people tend to fall into using their boat for just one or two things whatever their interests might be so it might be that the conditions are not suitable for one activity but with a flip perspective you might open your eyes to a whole different thing that you could be doing with your boat that you haven't even thought about yet really range depending on what the passage planning issue and boat and interests are so I'm, I'm not going to try and get really specific on them but I just wanted to raise that as an opportunity because often the more options you've got for what you can do with a boat the wider the range of conditions that are suitable and therefore the more that you use it and everyone's a winner now 
the other side of that is if the conditions are not suitable for getting on the water for a few days because it's literally just wouldn't be a good idea you know it's a cyclone or they're closed or whatever or there's severe flooding or something like that then maybe that's the time to jump into one of our courses so as soon as you uh enroll in any of our courses you get instant access so you could use that as an opportunity to learn some new skills and we can almost predict the weather based on what's going on because as soon as it's really bad conditions anywhere then suddenly you see lots of people taking an opportunity in that place to you know invest in themselves and their boating so that when the conditions change they've got the skills and they're ready to get out and you know do some new things that they've learned during that downtime now from here i want to focus on contingency planning so for the days that you're out when the conditions change or maybe you're on a longer trip multi-day voyage that means you'll look harder at the contingency options and they you may pull into them for a range of issues so it's not just weather it might be mechanical or health issues or just as simple that you need more provisions for whatever reason that's come up and over the years i've explored a vast number of destinations that have ended up kind of being part of my trip that they started as a bolt hole or a contingency on a passage plan. And as I researched them and learned more about them and looked more at it, I ended up going, actually, I'd really like to go here. And more often than not, they ended up being one of the trip highlights. So the whole part of that, you know, putting more work into actually being better prepared is obviously a very good idea. Understanding the range of contingency options you've got and bolt holes and, of course, why you might go into them, which would vary if you're getting going down that kind of pathway and often you might then go you know what i'd never even considered this as a destination and you will find as you ask around and talk to people that so often they will have places that they went to maybe not through thorough preparation just that they were forced to on the fly when something went wrong that have ended up being one of their favorite places so do take that time to you know look beyond going from you know, A to B are all the other options that are in, in between and and see if there are some opportunities that arise in there because you, you just, you never know what you might find. And as they say, you never, never know unless you go and have a go. So to close this one out, it's all really about a mindset. There's a huge part of the attraction to boating should ideally be the opportunity to never stop learning and, you know, keep your mind and your skills sharp in an unpredictable environment that rewards you for being well set up and well prepared. So whether you're boating as a short day trips or ocean voyaging, the mindset of keeping the or spinning the problems into opportunities should help keep you safe and having more fun whenever you're out there. And yeah, thanks so much for listening. Bye.